We are rapidly learning more about the genetic disorder Fragile X Syndrome and a series of conditions related to Fragile X. We're also seeing great progress in promising therapies under investigation. How will these therapies, along with other treatment strategies, improve the lives of children and families affected by Fragile X? You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, Professor of Surgery and Practicing General Surgeon, and our guest is Dr. Randy Hagerman, Professor and Chair of Fragile X Research and Medical Director of the MIND Institute, Medical Investigation of Neurodevelopmental Disorders at the University of California, Davis School of Medicine. Welcome, Dr. Hagerman. Thank you. It's a real pleasure to be on. We are discussing treatment strategies for the genetic disorder Fragile X Syndrome and related conditions. Dr. Hagerman, what's the relationship between Fragile X and autism? Well, Fragile X is the most common single gene disorder that is known to cause autism. And about anywhere from 2 to 7% of individuals with autism will turn out to have a Fragile X mutation. Most of them will have the full mutation of Fragile X. That means over 200 CGG repeats on the front end of the Fragile X gene, which is on the X chromosome. But some individuals with the pre-mutation, that is, they are carriers of a smaller CGG trinucleotide repeat. They have between 55 to 200 CGG repeats on the front end of this gene. And the premutation can cause a variety of disorders. It can cause autism and ADHD symptoms in young children, particularly boys with the premutation, although most individuals with the premutation have normal intellectual abilities. Those with the full mutation, particularly boys with the full mutation, usually have much more significant developmental delays, mental retardation or intellectual disability. Girls with a full mutation, only about 30% have mental retardation, but the rest can have emotional problems or learning difficulties in school, even though their IQ can be in the normal range. So there's a whole spectrum of involvement from both the premutation and the full mutation, but both types of mutations can include autism. So that when a physician sees a child with autism, the Fragile X DNA test should be the first test that's ordered. Is this a difficult diagnosis to make? No, not at all. Clinically, the diagnosis is made looking at some physical features. Sometimes they can have prominent ears or hyperextensible finger joints. Sometimes not. They can look very normal, but they usually have behavioral problems like anxiety, poor eye contact, some hand flapping or unusual hand mannerisms. And usually they're delayed in their speech, although their speech can be real repetitive, like they tend to ask the same question again and again. They're usually hyperactive and easily hyper-aroused, and that's what most of the interventions are targeted to. If a child is diagnosed with Fragile X, is there automatic screening for the parents and the grandparents? Yes. Once you have a child identified with a Fragile X mutation, either pre or full, for a full mutation child, the mother is the carrier because it only expands to a full mutation when it passes through a female. 
And then of the mother who's the carrier, it could be either one of her parents who is the carrier. Now, what we oftentimes see in the grandparents' generation is tremor, ataxia, balance problems, and also a neuropathy. And these are neurological symptoms that are associated with the premutation in aging carriers in their 50s, 60s, 70s. And we call this the Fragile X-associated tremor ataxia syndrome or FAXTAS, F-X-T-A-S. And are there drugs used at all for treatment of a child with Fragile X? Oh, absolutely. Usually these individuals have hyperactivity, anxiety, autism or autism spectrum disorders. So we're usually using a stimulant medication, an SSRI or a serotonin agent for the anxiety, a stimulant for the ADHD symptoms. But one of the best medications out there is an atypical antipsychotic called Abilify or Aripiprazole. And this helps to stabilize mood. We usually use it in a real low dose at bedtime. It helps to stabilize mood, decrease anxiety, improve aggression if aggression is a problem, and treat ADHD symptoms. The most exciting thing about treatment, though, has to do with targeted treatments for Fragile X. And what does that mean? Well, we know a lot about the neurobiology in Fragile X syndrome, and we know that a certain pathway in the brain called the MGLUR5 pathway is dramatically upregulated in Fragile X syndrome. It's because the Fragile X protein, FMRP, is the inhibitor for this pathway. And so when the Fragile X protein is not there, as in Fragile X syndrome, this pathway gets upregulated. So we're using what we call MGLUR5 antagonists now. We're beginning treatment trials of these medications that can reverse the neurobiological abnormality. These are medications that are approved by the FDA or regulatory agents in other countries to be tried as a targeted treatment for Fragile X, and we think that they're going to be very helpful. If you have just joined us, you are listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, and our guest is Dr. Rondi Hagerman, Professor and Chair of Fragile X Research and Medical Director of the MIND Institute, Medical Investigation of Neurodevelopmental Disorders at the University of California Davis School of Medicine. We are discussing treatment strategies for the genetic disorder Fragile X Syndrome and related conditions. Dr. Hagerman, it seems that the symptoms of many different neurodevelopmental disorders can overlap with Fragile X. Are we treating the Fragile X per se, or are we treating just the symptoms associated with these many different neurodevelopmental disorders? Well, the reason why the behavioral phenotype is so complex is because the Fragile X protein is a regulator for the expression of many, many other genes. And some of these genes are associated with anxiety or autism or ADHD symptoms. So when the Fragile X protein is missing, there's dysregulation of a variety of other systems leading to all of the features that we associate with Fragile X syndrome. So they are actually part of Fragile X, but 
We think of fragile X syndrome as a portal disorder for understanding many other disorders and some of the neurobiology that's dysregulated in many other disorders. So it is a key into understanding many other neurobiological pathways. Such as? Well, for instance, pathways associated with autism or anxiety. And the new targeted treatments for fragile X, like the mGluR5 antagonists, they may be helpful for a subgroup of individuals with autism that have similar glutamate pathways involved. And I think that mGluR5 antagonists will be generally very helpful treatments for anxiety in individuals in the general population. And that's why many drug companies are quite interested in developing mGluR5 antagonists. Not only could they be reversing the neurobiology of fragile X, but they might be generally helpful for pretty common disorders like anxiety in the general population. And what about therapies specifically for fragile X-associated tremors and ataxia syndrome? Well, we are studying that. We actually have a treatment paper for Faxtas out there. There's a variety of medications that sometimes can be helpful. For instance, the neuropathic pain, you know, they oftentimes get a neuropathy in the lower extremities, and that can cause a lot of pain. And many of these individuals go to pain clinics just to treat this neuropathic pain, you know, gabapentin and Lyrica. These medications that help different types of neuropathy can also help with FAXTAS neuropathic pain. We look at a variety of medications to help with the tremor and balance problems. We are looking at doing some research on new targeted interventions that could lower the elevated levels of messenger RNA that occur in the premutation, but that'll take a while to actually get into place for common usage. Now, clearly, once you make the diagnosis, who will be supervising the care? Well, it's interesting when you identify one patient, for instance, it could be a child with fragile X syndrome, usually the pediatrician, sometimes with consultation from, say, someone in developmental behavioral pediatrics or psychiatry, can treat the child with some of the psychotropic meds. The educational and special ed people are usually doing the interventions. The psychologist would be doing the behavioral interventions. If the mother has premature ovarian failure, which commonly can occur in premutation carriers, usually her OBGYN person is treating that. And if the grandparents, one or the other, has FAXTAS, it would be a neurologist or perhaps the primary care physician for that older person with consultation from the neurologist who would be giving treatment for that individual. So there are multiple generations involved, and every time you identify one person in a family tree who has a fragile X mutation, there are multiple others. The geneticist or the genetic counselor can help to give guidance to the primary health care provider regarding, you know, counseling for extended family members. Now, you've used the term several times before of pre-mutation. What exactly does that mean? Pre-mutation means a carrier, and it's a small mutation which means there is an expansion of 55 to 200 CGG repeats on the front end of the gene. Now, premutation carriers do have often some medical problems associated with the premutation. So the term premutation is actually not a good term. It's really a small mutation. It is associated with elevated levels 
of the messenger RNA or the copy of the gene, and that causes an RNA toxicity in neurons and in the ovary, leading to neurological problems with aging, fax tests, symptoms, premature ovarian failure, and on occasion it can cause some neurodevelopmental problems even in early development leading to ADHD symptoms and autism or autism spectrum disorders. Are there any background similarities among patients who have fragile X, where they come from, etc.? Actually, it's been seen in all ethnic and racial groups who have been looked at. It's particularly high in Israel, where about one in a hundred women has the premutation. And I think that that is because there was a big founder effect in the forming of Israel, where the people who went to Israel included more premutation carriers than usual. I want to thank our guest, Dr. Randy Hagerman. We've been discussing treatment strategies for the genetic disorder Fragile X Syndrome and related conditions. I'm Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, and you have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Be sure to visit our website at ReachMD.com featuring on-demand podcasts of our entire library. For comments and questions, please call us toll-free at 888-MD-XM-157. And thank you for listening.